everybody. Welcome to Ask for Candy, where we talk about healing, self-care, love, sex, relationships, and what it takes to be amazing on the daily. Who I am is CandiceHarperLoveCoach.com, and I help heartbroken people become wholehearted with results-proven coaching and hypnotherapy. That's right, wholehearted, so that we can all heal the past, love ourselves unconditionally, and start our love lives over from a clean slate. I'm also here to support us in feeling epic, enough, peaceful, illuminated, and courageous in every aspect of our lives, but particularly in love, whether you are single or not. Now, before we get started with everything, don't forget to subscribe to our audio broadcast, Ask for Candy on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you normally download. And you can email us at askforcandypodcast at gmail.com to leave comments and to ask questions. And those questions will often be answered in a later broadcast or used as topics. I know y'all can hear the German Shepherd for whatever reason, he's, he's itchy tonight. But here's the news. There's some fun news tonight because I have a very, very special guest on the show with me. I'm very excited. And handsome. And ha special and handsome. Ab absolutely, 100%. So I want y'all to meet my man, Joe Frank. What's up, people? How y'all doing? <laughs> That was a good. That was a good. Hello, Joe. Good, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So I I brought you here, Joe, because you know I want to have everybody get an opportunity to get to know you the way that I am getting to know you, and you know Joe Frank and I are really just getting to know each other in a big way, right? Well, yeah, we met years ago, but yeah, you kind of stalked me, huh? I stalked you. Okay, you stalked please me. tell them how I stalked you. Well, you, you came out of nowhere and was like, hey, you, I'm not trying to say anything, but. Uh, <laughs> you don't remember me, but I was watching years ago. Uh, that is not what I said at all. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought you were very sexy. And, you know, yeah, is that like, how you remember it? I was like, wait a minute, why is your voice so deep? I'm <laughs> 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 just joking, babe. I know, the way that I remember it is that we were on the train so many years ago, and you stared at me for like six stops. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who that was. But that, that's one thing I don't do. I don't stare at people. But you did. You know you did. I'm telling you, you did. As a matter of fact, my girlfriend calls it getting fucked in the eye. Oh, the my way you, goodness. <laughs> yes. The way you were looking at me that whole time we were on the train together, I was like, what is up with this dude? Damn. And I kept looking at you like like and looking away, like, but flirting, too. I was flirting because I thought right. you were cute. Okay. Well, that, well yeah, you were... Lead me on. Huh? I was leading you on? Yeah. I was leading you to believe that the that the the way you were eyeing me was exactly what I wanted, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And all it took was a little bit of, of, of bait and I'm a, I was biting. Huh? So I could see how I, I yeah, maybe yeah. Yeah. Maybe but so. you're the one who initiated it by the way. I probably did. Yeah. I probably did. Yeah. I probably was just waiting for the right moment to say, Hey, excuse me. Which you did. I did, right? Yeah, because yeah. the train started to clear up. And then you walked over and we struck up a conversation. Right, right. We ended up getting on the platform, getting off the train. I don't even know if you it was your stop. Like, I was getting <laughs> off on my stop and you got off too. I did? Yeah. yeah. You don't remember that part? No, I just remember I, when everybody cleared out, I walked over to you and just put my tongue in your mouth. I don't and <laughs> That is not what happened. You're lying. Come on. <laughs> That's what happened. That's not what happened, Joe Frank. Right. You you walked walked me off of the train and we talked, I would say, at least for a good fifteen minutes or something like that. Okay, okay. And you gave me your business card. Okay. Yeah. And then I think like years went by and you know, we both nothing ever came of it and right. we both yeah. And then I came across you on the internet. And I swear I wasn't stalking. Mm -hmm. uh, no, that, that was a joke. That yeah? Was a joke. Uh -uh. I just saw your handsome picture, and I was like, I know that dude. Uh -huh. Well, when you uh, give the vibrations that the universe is need, yeah. it'll give you back exactly what you're looking for. Right? Yep. And then here you were. And then, yep. Just so happens we came to the DMV around the same time. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was serendipity, synchronicity. It just all fell into place, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. And like I told you before, you you're kind of caught in my world right now. I'm caught in your world. Yeah, because I attracted you. You did. Yep, yep. You were seeking me. I was seeking you. I was seeking. <laughs> you. I was seeking. But I gave it to the universe, and the universe sent you my way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I always tell people, especially people who are looking for love. Of course, Tucker gets noisy with the toys. I always tell people who are looking for love that what you seek is seeking you. Mm -hmm. 
Well, yeah. If you if you um if you believe if you believe that yeah yeah I believe it'll come to you right yep like you have to know it right in yeah. your soul you do have to know it because I was listening to um I believe her name was Rhonda Bourne uh-huh. she's the um oh, the writer the, of the secret the secret yeah, yeah. she was saying Rhonda that Byrne. it's kind of effortlessly it, and she said that the more uh, you press forward the more you um, repel it from you mm. and she said the the more you um, have the energy to attract it. It'll come to you effortlessly. Yeah. Yeah. You mean like rather than actually forcefully being out there seeking. Absolutely. Like in action seeking. Right. I agree with that. I mean, I do think, you know, we always talk about this, like there's something to be said for inspired action around it. Like the universe does say, oh, go to this place, you know, or aligns things so that you will end up being in places where you meet and see people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, when, when you think about what you seek seeking you, it's more like what you say, oh, I desire and what I want is actually coming after you as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like rather than being, like you said, so proactive about it or so forceful about it, just understanding that this thing you say you desire is also out there desiring you, even when it's a person. Absolutely, absolutely. You have to look at it in a way that you're... Um, you're in a race, but you're starting from the finish line. Yeah. You know, you already won the race. Already right? won, right? Yeah, right, right? I love that, Joe Frank. Well, thank you, <laughs> So one of the things that I always tell people, and I always used to tell all my matchmaking clients, especially early on, like, you know, when I first started matchmaking, I used to concierge their dates. So I would figure out fun stuff that they could do, like maybe an escape room or um, maybe a rock climbing wall. It would always be stuff where it required them to show up as they, who they really are. And, and not be focused on getting to know the other person, but be focused on, you know, maybe some light competition or, you know, how you show up when there's challenges and there's problem solving. Because I always felt like that, that's a better way to get to know someone than just the traditional sitting across from each other at a, as a date, right? Absolutely. And then there's also all these now like games and you know these card things that are out now mm-hmm. that are different ways to get get to know each other. There was an article called "The 36 Questions That Lead to Love" in the New York Times years ago, which I've done a show about that. But I have these cards called "Tonight Let's Talk." It's a card game, everybody, by Ace Metaphor. It's a um, black-owned small business, so please support it. And I'm not sponsored by it, but I do love this game. And I want us, Joe, just for the people, to play this game. We've played it a little bit already, but just to play it and, you know, kind of give people a little insight to our journey of getting to know each other. What do you think? I think it's wonderful. Yeah? yeah, yeah. You got me anyway, so I'm, <laughs> I'm your slave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe Frank. I won't elaborate on that, but <laughs> yes, master. I love that. <laughs> All right, so we're going to dive in and just play who's going first. You go, ladies first. Okay, ladies first. So everybody, this is like a deck of, I would say, I don't know, like 300 cards, maybe 200 cards. And it's just all different questions where you get to just kind of draw the question and you don't have to look or anything. Just draw the question. I shuffled a little bit and I'm going to ask you, Joe, and you're going to answer it. And I don't know if it's that, here, let's look at the rules, because I don't know if it's that just it, the one person answers. Oh, okay, we take turns drawing a question card from the deck and reading the question aloud. And then the person draw. okay, the person drawing doesn't answer, just the other person. You ready? I'm ready, baby. All right, so the first question is, do you feel couples should both contribute equally to all household bills, and why, why or why not? Hmm. That's a that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, what do you think about that? No, I I believe um sort of kind of yeah. sort of kind of I believe that um out of my check or out of my cut the bill should be covered, and out of your cut maybe we can um plan around how we um spend our time together like maybe a dinner or a date or something we can take that out of your half but. As far as the um, bills, we we could just write all the bills out of my half of the um, agreement or the relationship. We could just take them out of mine and just have fun with your money. I love what you're saying, Joe Frank. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, and I, and the reason I love it is not just because of like obviously it seems like it just benefits me, but I love it because I feel like there's you know with our generation on down there's a lot of questioning and contentioning around you know what is supposed to be around that, mm -hmm. and I really feel like that's one of those things that as a couple you have to decide for for yourselves like what works for you. Right. Yeah, and that the way you just explained it, it it's. We're very compatible, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Sounds good. So, you know, because I believe that you should keep yourself up, you know, you yeah. need your nails, your hair, and everything. Yeah. So you don't have to ask me for the money. Just take it out of your money that you already have. I got you. And you don't, shouldn't have to worry about the bills being paid because I got you, baby. Yeah. yeah. Just worry about my toes. Just worry about your toes. <laughs> Taking care of daddy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. All right. Your turn. Pick a card. I dropped some of them on the floor. Would you ever date outside of your race? Oh. Why or why not? That's an interesting question. Trade carefully. <laughs> well, I have dated outside of my race. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Don't hurt me, baby. No, I know. Don't be hurt by it. Because here's the thing. Like, when I was younger, it, it didn't... I mean, I still don't think it's that big of a deal because I really do think it's about core value matching, right? Mm -hmm. It's about, of course, the German Shepherd wants attention. I think it's about finding somebody who, you know, you match core values, match lifestyles, and that could be cross-cultural. I don't think you have to date, right, right. date in your same mm -hmm. way. But I do find that as I get older, I prefer dating in my own race, mm -hmm. mainly because it's just easier culturally. Right. Do you I, know what I mean? There's I agree. so I agree. much you don't have to explain. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I have dated outside my race before. You have too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually, though, I have to tell this because there was a guy that I started, like I was considering going out with, and he was white. And the thing that stopped me is we had conversations, and at one point he tried to do a black scent. You know what a black scent is? Wow. And I was like, uh-uh. Like, and as much as I thought he was cool up until then, like cool in the sense that, like, thinking he was, right. you know, an okay person. Did even you take I, it as an insult? I didn't necessarily take it as an insult, but it said something to to me about him. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like, eh, like... He's, what, like he wasn't original? Like, he, he wasn't comfortable being himself? He had to put on the show? Yeah. And um, it was a very, you know, clearly it was a little bit racist, the fact that he was doing that, because he was thinking, oh, let me talk in this black accent. Right, right, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, <laughs> there was that, which it said that about him, even though he, he was, and I know that sounds counterintuitive, like, oh, how's he attracted to you and racist? I still think people can have preconceived notions about, yeah. right? Definitely and that. fetishized, like Definitely. as a black woman, being fetishized and you know as a black man i'm sure you've been fetishized as well where right. it's like oh i just want to get with you because you're black mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that you could still be dealing with a very racist person right, right. who wants to be sexually attracted to you uh -huh. or even date you and it's crazy because um i would i would date outside my race but i wouldn't want to have children outside of my race really yeah i don't know if that makes any sense to you but well tell me about that like um i don't know i just want my kids to be uh 100% what I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a 100% black man. <laughs> and I can never be a veteran. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ain't down with public enemy. That's an old public enemy song. That's, a, that's an old public yeah, enemy old song. Public song. Yeah. So let me say something for a minute. Huh. When you came along, mm -hmm. it was like, wow. Oh. It works. Yeah. Yeah, it works. When, Talk when you, about that. I have been focusing on uh, love and abundance in my meditations. Yeah. And um, a love therapist or a professionalist <laughs> end up love coach. falling in my lap like, here I am. <laughs> and when I found out what you did, I was like, this is unreal. Yeah. And then I, I got to looking at you like, oh, she's really this pretty, she's really this beautiful. Oh, And baby. smart and intelligent. I'm, I'm going all in. Yeah. I'm going all in, yeah. So, I'm all in, baby. Oh, baby. Yeah. You're so sweet. You're, see, you're perfect guest for this oh, for this podcast. Because you, you just say say it, all your feelings. You put it out there. Yeah, I'm not afraid. Oh, I love you, baby. Yes, I love you too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did just kiss on the mic. All right, it's my turn, right, to pick a card? All right, let me see. 
All right. See, we're people of a certain age. So this next question, do you want kids or more kids? And if so, how many and what qualities do you have that you feel would make you a great parent? Hmm. Mm. Well, um, I can only speak about the current situation that I'm in. And if we had a, um, a child, I guess it would be... Um, a called a love child, if you, if you know what that is. What before marriage is a love child, isn't it? I don't know. I thought a love child was, was when you're um, really into somebody and it doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, that mistake. makes sense, mm. <laughs> it does, right? right? Yeah. But I think I think the term is is for when you're not married. Like a love child is like like you know what they call what they used to call illegitimate, which I don't like that term. Oh really? But yeah. Oh like no, that's child. not what I'm referring to. No, no, no. no. You I'm, mean I'm a child of love. A child being, of love, right? Yeah, uh -huh. of being passionately in love with each other. Right, right. Because trust me, there are some childs that's not made out of love. Yeah. Where you just sleeping around and then somebody calls you, you know, I'm pregnant. Oh, come on. <laughs> Does that happen, Joe Frank? <laughs> uh, no comment. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. But I think, you know, like I'm saying, you know, we are of a certain age. Like, what do you think about the possibilities of, you know, us down the road in the future if we were to adopt children or to take care of children that weren't our children biologically? Well, I would, uh, me, I love children, period. Yeah. And especially babies. So I would like to have, um, if I were to adopt, I would, I'd like to adopt a nice baby. Yeah. A nice little fat, big head, bald head baby. <laughs> yep. Love it yeah. and kiss on it and raise it like it's mom. Yeah, I hear absolutely. That. Yep. I hear that. Nice little chocolate brown baby. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Isn't that the most prettiest thing in the world? I would be cool with that. I would love it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We also have, you know, I'm also a grand auntie. Did you know I'm a grand auntie? No, I had no idea. Yeah. At some point you'll get to meet, hopefully I'll get to meet my little nieces. Okay. I just, uh, like one was just born a f like a few months ago. The other one, my nephew got married to a beautiful woman and they had a beautiful baby together and she had a, an older daughter and made my younger sister a grandmother and made me a grand auntie. Wow. <laughs> Sexiest grand auntie I've ever seen. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. I'll wow. take it. All right, it's your turn to draw and ask me a question. You just go straight for the top, huh? <laughs> Okay. Okay. When you get married, do you plan to share a bank account or keep separate ones? Explain your answer. Ooh. We're getting funky now. I know, right? We're getting yeah, in we're it. Getting funky. Well, I'll say this. Because I, like, like with you, I feel the, like a level of the possibility of there being a lot of trust between us around that. And knowing how you feel, like what your values are around how money is handled. I think it would be safe to say that, that you and me married would have a shared bank account for our living, mm -hmm. right? And because we have such big visions as far as like building brands and things like that, I feel like we're gonna have a number of accounts. Absolutely, I was just thinking that. Right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what is the main will be what is our shared mm -hmm. that we talk about and make decisions about and trust each other on. And then, you know, the rest is just like, just extra abundance, right? right? right. Uh-huh, Because no I definitely want to have an account that's all about contribution and, mm -hmm. you know, building foundation and, you know, all that stuff. Right. And so that stuff would be separate. But I think you and I are, you know, we're new, but we're definitely the possibility of a lot of trust around that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've been in a relationship before where there was a shared account and ended up getting screwed over. Like a little bit of, like, you know, financial taking advantage of, of you know, the situation financially. Right, right, right. Not, no bueno. Right. But, but, but like you said, we you. have a couple of accounts. Yeah. yeah. We have a couple of accounts. I'm not, um, I'm not the best with money. No. Yeah. I, but, but I can be uh, sort of cheap. You know, I'm the type <laughs> of person who, um, you know, I never really um, paid a car note. I just bought, I just bought the car, right? I never really had a mortgage. I just bought the bought house, it. yeah. You know, and paid taxes and so forth because I wasn't good with paying bills every month. Yeah, especially I mean, less it's my phone bill or my gas and electric or something like that. But yeah, back when I was flipping houses, I would I would buy the house. Just buy it outright. Just buy the house outright. Yeah. And maybe if I wanted to fuck it up later on, I would be lazy. I could be lazy and yeah. you know, but it was always there for me to come back to because it was mine. Gotcha. You know, same with the car, so. 
Yeah. yeah so. I got you. Yeah. I hear you on that. And I think too, like you say that you're not that good, but I think you're in, in a space of transformation around it because we talk about it all the time. That's wonderful. Right? Thank and you. I do think there's something to be said for being so abundant that you can just buy something outright. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. there is good debt and it is good to have, you know, certain things where you pay them monthly and building credit and all of that is a wonderful thing. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. It's very responsible. Yeah. But also to be able to say that I can call in enough abundance just to buy a house or to buy a car. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, give right. yourself a little acknowledgement for having been able to do that. Right. Well, um, you know, fortunately, uh, when it comes to real estate, it's it's more or less a word game. Yeah. Yeah. You can really um, walk into something with no money down. You know, there's tons of real estate um, people who who are selling these things online and so forth. Yeah. Go to a couple seminars, and trust me, the information that you receive Mm -hmm. is priceless. Really? They're gonna get you to. They're gonna try to get you to buy something. Yeah. But they offer enough information for you because that's what I did. I started um, assigning properties. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with the terminology, but it's just when someone has a property that they're sitting there and. You and it's just sitting there. Yeah. Find out who owns it and say, look, I could sell this house for you. It's just sitting there, ain't doing nothing no way. Yeah. Okay, no problem. All right. And mm-hmm. the title company takes care of the middle. So. And then you make money off of doing right. that. Right. They give it to you for one price, and you sell it to somebody else for another price. Yeah. And take the middle. Yeah. All right, Joe. You're gonna teach me all kinds of things. Got it. And restart the real estate business. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, it's my turn to pick, right? Go ahead, baby. Okay. All right. Tell me about a time when you broke someone's trust and what you did to gain it back. Mm. (laughs) It's funny because I just did a show not too long ago about uh, regaining trust because we've all broken trust. That's a tough one for me. That's a tough one for me. Yeah? Yeah, because I'm a very trustworthy person. Yeah. Yeah, very trustworthy. But everybody has broken someone's trust. Trust as far as what cheating you mean? Not or? necessarily cheating. I mean, it could be that if that's what comes up. But oh, like, okay. like someone trusted you with something and you broke it. Like I've done that. And I don't think that it's one of those things where it's always, uh, a, you know, like often we get so angry with people when they break our trust because we assume that that's what they meant to do. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, people are just doing what they know to do, mm-hmm. right? And oftentimes it then breaks the trust. But like a time when someone, you know, you had a, a, an agreement with someone and you broke it, like whatever that might be, whether it was, you know, we agree we're in a relationship or we mm-hmm. agree we're doing this deal together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, as far as in a relationship, I don't have anything that I can relate to as far as me breaking someone's trust in a relationship. No. Yeah, and I don't want to even think too hard on it because um, it's not possible. Oh. But um, <laughs> if I could just, um, for the sake of answering the question, I would just say um, I stole my dad's car one time when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. How did you, did you ever regain trust or you just got in oh trouble? Oh my God, this story's kind of kind of bad. I Is shouldn't it? have said it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said it now, so you oh, stole your dad's God. car. I don't, when you were a kid, though, stealing, uh, okay, like, yeah, stealing I was a your kid. parents' right. car so as a kid. A, right, but I gave my mom. not good, but. I, I gave my mom sleeping pills. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, my God, Joe Rick, that's terrible. Yeah. That. And, oh, honey, it looks I like did. you have a lot of shame and guilt around that. I did. Yeah. How old were you? Maybe 19, or, no, maybe I was younger than that because I just graduated from middle school. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Was it ever a discussion? Did she ever know? Yeah, she was wide awake when I got home. Was she? She was wide awake and waiting for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But did, did she know that you had given her anything? Uh, she never said anything. Okay. She never said anything, but my mother... Uh, she suffered from like sinus infections when I was young. Yeah. And she would get these headaches and sleep. So she asked me to go get some tea. Uh-huh. And I went downstairs and got the tea. And um, this chick had called me. And she, she, she was like, come, come meet come, me. Come, right, come pick me up. And my dad had a Mercedes coupe. Yeah. And I said, if, I, if she see me in this Mercedes coupe, <laughs> I'm, getting some. All bets are, I'm getting some. <laughs> I'm getting some. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I said, my mother won't mind yeah. sleeping a little bit. 
Wow. <laughs> That's rough, Joe yeah, Frank. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> but you were a kid, though. I mean, yeah, I'm, you know, kid, obviously it's one of those things, you know, we all have stuff that we're not proud of. I'm going to blame it on the girl. She... Uh-uh, don't blame it on yeah, the girl. You gotta take the, the you girl. gotta take the responsibility for I that, Joe. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. You gotta take the responsibility for that, no, one, Joe. Take Frank. Responsibility. I'm sorry, Mom. Yeah. I'm sorry, Thelma. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, you know, we do crazy stuff when we're I mean, I used to steal from my mom all the time. Oh no, I didn't do that. You didn't? No. I used to be digging in the bottom of my mom's credit. Not anything major. It wasn't oh. like I took her credit cards or mm -hmm. anything like that. But, you know, I, I'm sure there's a couple times where I took her car without asking. And I know there's times where I, like, would take whatever was in the bottom of her purse. And my mm. mom, you know, she wasn't uh, real organized with money. Right. So change and, okay, you know, okay. bills and stuff right. like that would just fall to the bottom. Right, right. And I would clean it out probably weekly almost sometimes. Right. No, my mother was good with money. <laughs> was she? Yeah. So she, she knew if, if like, money. a five yeah. was missing. Yeah. <laughs> with them three pennies I put on the table <laughs> five days ago. Are we taking my money? Yeah. 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 Three pennies. So, you know, I think when it comes to kids and parents, it's like, you know, we, we all have something we're a little bit, mm -hmm. a little bit guilty about. Mm -hmm. All right. Is it your turn to draw? Okay. I'm getting to know you, Joe Frank. You don't do anything like that anymore, though, right? No. 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 <laughs> Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. Uh-huh. Did you receive beatings, whippings Ooh. as a kid? Would you discipline your children using corporal punishment? Why or why not? Oh, I kind of have somewhat of a controversial opinion about corporal punishment. And I'll tell you why it's controversial. Number one, because I'm black and black folks love to beat their children. <laughs> I don't know what I got. I, I, I got a, I got something between a, a, a beating and a whooping. Yeah. Yeah. Regularly. Good God, I'm like, it wasn't regularly, but it was enough. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Mm. See, I my mom was a little bit of it. She was somewhat of a hitter, and there were a couple incidents as I was growing up. But with my mom, it wasn't often as as it wasn't dangerous. My dad, he only hit me once that I can remember. But he he beat the fool out of me, mm. so I, I never forgot it. That's all it needed. That's all it needed. Now, as an adult, as a grown-up, I've done the work. And so, you know, of course, I've forgiven and I love him and all of that stuff. But what I didn't know when I was young is that it made me decide things about family. And it broke my trust with him. Mm. Like, I think I was probably about 13 years old. Long story, I'd gotten a D on my report card. And he and I were the only two people home and I gave him my report card and I don't, I don't know if he, like as an adult, I think it actually really, he wasn't really as angry about that. I think it was just, you know, adult stress stuff. And then I might've like broke the camel's back with the D on the report card. Cause he wasn't like grades were important in my family, but it wasn't like you got beat if you mm -hmm. didn't get A's or something. Mm -hmm. But in this particular instance, you know, he got really, really mad, beat the fool out of me with a wooden spoon mm. and it shifted like my relationship with him, it shifted how I thought about family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And even as I was growing up as an adult, I made decisions about my adulthood. Like I didn't want to have a traditional family when I was a young adult. And you know, that's probably why I didn't have kids like in the first couple of decades of my adulthood. And I really was very career focused. Anything to be different from, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from where I came from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can relate to that. Yeah, and I don't think it's all just the fault of that incident, but I do think that that's where, where the shift in my mind started. No, trust me, I'm familiar with the shift. Are you? Yeah, because when it, when it shifted my mind, I said, I gotta get a gun. Oh, yeah, you were ready to get yeah, into said, that life. Yeah, hit me one more time. I'm gonna kill his ass. Yeah. Yeah, that was the shift, I was maybe about 14, 15, yeah. I said, no. Nah. Your dad was rough, huh? My dad wasn't playing. He was he was a hardworking man. And um, he, 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 he didn't like to say things more than once. Yeah. No. Wow. Mm, good God almighty. And I think because you were a boy. Yeah, maybe so. I feel like, you know, not saying, obviously there's a lot of fathers out there that abuse daughters. But I think when it comes to fathers and sons, there's this whole like when when corporal punishment is in play, it's a there's a whole nother level, especially probably as you were getting bigger. Yeah, that's what really. Then it's like that. I gotta beat you right. down. It, it, and it felt like corporal punishment. That's a good one because, yeah, my dad would slap you and you would fly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. 
Wow. Definitely. He he was a no tolerance. He, he he was a very loving, you know, fun guy. But, you know, he would joke and play and, you know, we would wrestle. But I grew up with a dad who um, played fighting didn't stop until I was crying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, he had to win. Yeah. Wow. I, I, and I remember crying and laughing at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, because you were trying to still have fun, but it no, was like... No, I, I was actually ha still having fun, Yeah. but the pain hurt so much, I, I had to cry. <laughs> but it hurt, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's such a different... It's a... That father-son dynamic is like... It is. It is. It is. It did is. you ever, like, as an adult, did you ever have any moments where you were conscious of, of forgiving it? Where you said, because I know you took oh, care I, of him a little I mean, bit. Yeah, I never paid it in your mind. Never, no. never paid it in your mind. Like it never had you feel a way? No, it didn't. It, it helped me not to um, beat my kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it never hit my kids at all. Yeah. You know? And it, it's been some times where um, uh, they're, they're, uh, my son's mother wanted me to, to uh, beat him. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. Yeah. No, I couldn't do it. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. I mean, it, it just, I don't know. I, like, I don't like to judge what other parents choose to do because I'm not a parent. But, um, and I also get that, that just from taking care of children, that patience is a thing. Like, like your patience is tested mm -hmm. by being with a small person who, you know, you're trying to mold or teach. Right. Like, it's definitely, you know, I used to teach after school programs with, like, first graders. And, like, I, I, don't, I can understand the concept of of patience and anger being tested. But I think that once you start hitting, there's no going back from what that does to the yeah, relationship. That's true. Right? That's there's true. just it's, no going back. Especially when um, I grew up with a mom and dad in the same house. Yeah. yeah so it was kind of different from um, the way my son and um, me and my son had our relationship because he grew up with his mother. Yeah. And, and all I did was come over or he would come on to my house and so forth. And um, our time was so... Um, it's limited. So limited and so precious to me that I, I didn't want to, um, like his mother would send him over to the house and say, you know, he he's punished this weekend, so don't let him go nowhere. Yeah. Okay, well, he's punished while he's with you, but, you know, he's, I only get him one time out the week. You don't want to be punishing no, he, him. I, I'm, I'm not punishing him while he's with me. Yeah. If he does something, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, you know, say something to him about it, but no. It's just this little time we got together and we'll cherish it and yeah. I'm not going to beat them. I can understand that. Right. Yeah, because you want to make the most of when you do right. have them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the whole spanking thing, I think it's a hard topic because, and it's, you know, like I was telling my sister the other day, I'm not a parent, but I deal with the adults who, who dealt with whatever traumas. Mm -hmm. You know, I work with those adults now. And so, you know, my invitation with parents of young people, and like you said, like you had limited time with your son, so you didn't want to be, be beaten on him and punishing on him. But also, like, think, think about that you are forming an adult. You're not just, it's not just about getting this little person under control. Right. Like that one day they're going to be an adult and they're going to remember everything they experienced. Right. Right. <laughs> right? That, that, those beatings, um, I can say that they, um, that they, Establish an anger within me. Yeah. Yeah. I can they, imagine. They, they definitely made um, a big impact on my character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Made me um, fight a lot and get a lot, uh, in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hear that. And I think that the fighting thing, that's a good point too. Cause you know how you see these viral videos like world star hip hop and stuff like that. Mm. Like you can tell these kids, somebody hit them because of the, the reason they resort to all that violence is because somebody at some point was angry at them and said, I'm angry. So I hit you. Mm. And so that's what you learn. So, well, okay. So when I'm angry, I get to hit. And so you see all these kids fighting and stuff and it's no wonder. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Cause it, it's, you, you know, you can look at it, in two different ways, because a lot of people say that the children nowadays need somebody to whip their ass. Yeah. And, but um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind. Of, it's a kind of a rough situation that we're in right now. Yeah. But you know, let's go to the next car. Go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting too deep into the beatings. Yeah. Wait, what did I ask you, or did you ask me the last one? I asked you. You asked me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's my turn to pick one. All right. What's the most romantic thing you have ever done for someone? Oh, you're Besides, asking me, right? Uh-huh. 
Besides tonight, tonight was very... By the way, y'all, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but it's my birthday weekend, and Joe Frank came and cooked me a fantastic meal with shrimp and fettuccine Alfredo, and we did we did a little crab cake experiment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But that didn't, that's right, okay. Right, right, right. The shrimp and the fettuccine Alfredo was delicious mm -hmm. for my birthday meal. I was very excited. Thank you. But what is the most romantic thing? I think that was pretty romantic. I don't know if you've ever topped that. Um... I'm a topper. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay. I'm a topper. I'm a Pisces. So I'm a very rare, I'm a rare breed. So, yes. You know. And Pisces men are known for being very romantic mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I am. Um, so, what do you want me to tell you what I did? Yeah. What did you do? I really didn't want to say it because I'm. Um, what, you might repeat it with me? I'm definitely repeating it. You know, because it's in the archives. So. It's in the archives? Yeah. But I'll give you an example. Um, okay. I. Uh, it was actually somebody's birthday, yeah. Mm. Somebody's birthday, mm. and we um, we showed up at a restaurant, mm. and this was the restaurant that we always went to. It was right um, at the harbor, and okay. it overlooked the water. Mm -hmm. And um, about maybe fifteen minutes into the um, time that we were at the restaurant, family started coming in. Mm -hmm. And she starts speaking. Hey, what are you doing here? Are you doing? And she was like, "It's funny. How 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 they know he was here? I don't know. They just probably just came." And, uh, yeah. Yep. And um, when her mom walked in, she knew something was going on. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a surprise birthday party. Yeah. And we started singing, "I'm happy birthday" and so forth. And, yeah. And she thought it was really nice. And, Aww. Yeah. That is really sweet. Mm -hmm. That you got the family involved. Yeah, I, I believe family's um important, especially when you're in a, a loving relationship because you like to let people know that look hey somebody loves, me. somebody loves me right yeah. we love each other y'all so right <laughs> <laughs> like that old song what was that song that they somebody sang? loves me baby uh, not that yeah. one but there's that song where they're all singing i forget what which group it is where he says we love each other y'all he's introducing the people in the band whatever i'm making it up um all right whose turn is it it's your turn to pick one and ask me or my turn. You just asked. I just asked you the last okay. one. And you asked me one. Hopefully y'all are enjoying this game. And I want to encourage everybody. It's called Tonight Let's Talk. It's by Ace Metaphor. Please support this business. Because these cards are so cute. They have really cute animation on them. And I'm getting to know you, Joe Frank. You don't get to pick another one. <laughs> you got to go with the one you picked. You don't like the one you picked? I'm um, you know. Go ahead. Uh, when was the last time you had a serious disagreement with someone? And how did you resolve it? Oh, wow. The last time I had a serious disagreement? Oh, it's been a while that I've had, like, a serious disagreement. Put them out there. Huh? Put them out there? <laughs> Put them out there. I mean, honestly, it, it, like, I'm trying to think. The last time I had a... And by serious, I'm thinking that it was so confrontational that it couldn't be resolved mm -hmm. as it was going on. Right. So, you know, there's there's, of course, family like I've had falling outs with my sisters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I won't call that serious because that's like family, like you have falling outs. But mm -hmm. serious was when I had this roommate and it wasn't that long ago because it was after, you know, me and my last relationship broke up. So we're going back about five years mm -hmm. and I had this roommate that I that I, you know, rented out the room in my apartment in a in a point of real desperation because I was having a lot of financial troubles and she was just horrific. Mm -hmm. And so, and she, she moved in, she was like as filthy as she could be. She had this cat and she would leave like cat food in the bathroom sink and mm -hmm. just like do all this nasty stuff. And I would say stuff to her. I would, you know, I'd be like, can you not do that? Or, you know, whatever, or ask her questions like, why'd you do this? And try to be as diplomatic as I could. And anytime I would say anything, she just was like, Rah! like a monster. Oh, she had to go. <laughs> oh, she had to go. But then that's the thing. I, I was so triggered by that. I was so triggered by her. And she and I would get into it with each other, where we would be yelling back and forth. And I'm like, I hardly even know this chick. Like, we are just in here fighting. It got to a point where at one point she, she pulled out her camera and started taping me. And so then I started taping her back. Like, it was so crazy and confrontational. And I'm not proud of it because it wasn't my proudest moment. But I just had, I was in a moment of desperation. I didn't vet her enough mm -hmm. and try to like really get to know enough about her before I rented the room to her. 
We had no business living in the same space. And the way that I ended up having to resolve it is I had to write up paperwork that just agreed to, that I would not take a security deposit, keep her security deposit, I would use it for her last month's rent, and that she would move out at the end of that month. She didn't have to pay me anything else. Right. And I just had to like pull myself together and get very diplomatic and actually find a way, because after all the nasty fights that we'd had, we'd like we could barely be civil. To each other mm -hmm. and so I had to pull it together I was like shaking mm. you know how when you so are like angry with someone that you're shaking me, I know. <laughs> right I had to like find it within me to like to to evolve myself to be able to have a calm conversation just to get her to go ahead and sign the paper and agree right. that she would move out at the end of that month right I understand that and that was the resolution and from then on I just made the choice that I wasn't going to engage with the conflict anymore mm -hmm. Because in as much as I would have wanted to clear it and smooth it out, you know, the attempts that I made to do that, like she was not in a place of wanting to clear it or smooth it out. Like she, it, it was almost like she enjoyed the, right, the fight. Yeah, yeah, like she wanted to mix it up. Wow. And so the, the way to resolve it was just to cleanly end the relationship and disengage from all the, mm -hmm. the fighting and the craziness. And I still think about her sometimes because I always think, you know, my purpose in life is to help women heal the past, right, love themselves right. unconditionally, right. start all over, you know, like I'm all about supporting women with, with emotional wellness and health. So part of you want to reach out to her say, hey, how you doing? Well, <laughs> <laughs> in a way, part of me would want to be able to do that right. and, and know that she's okay. Right. And then there's that other part of me that's like, you know, she's someone that that if I never saw again, I'd probably be <laughs> right, okay, right, right. you know. But my evolved side wants to be like, mm -hmm. there's there's a there's an ability to find peace there. Right, right. <laughs> that made you want to kiss me, Joe Frank. I did. I that was did. very sweet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Let's do one more. Time goes by fast. Now that was you Is asking me, right? Uh -huh. So it's my turn to ask you. All right. Ooh, what are three of your top pet peeves when it comes to the opposite sex? Pet peeves are things that you like? Things you hate. Hate? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Three of your top pet peeves when it comes to the opposite sex. Um, <laughs> the ability not to listen. <laughs> the ability not to oh, listen? No, no. <laughs> I get yeah. what you're saying, yeah. babe. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> like the not, yeah, not listening. This, right. This, yeah. Let me talk sometimes. Yeah. Because my opinion matters. Yeah. yeah. That's one. Uh, that, Do you feel like I let you talk? Because I talk a lot. Yeah, you, you're perfect. Yeah. You're perfect. Yep. And if you feel as though you want to talk over me, I feel as though I need to be quiet because you, you have something that you really need to say. Yeah. And I want to really hear it. Do you feel like I try to talk over you a lot? Never. No? Okay. Never. If you do, um, it's time for me to be quiet. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> if you so, have... You're so the man for me. <laughs> hey, I tried to tell you that a long time ago. <laughs> you need people like me. I need you. Yeah. So what's the other two pet peeves? Um... Those oh, are not listening. Oh, Go oh my God, this is serious. What? This is serious. Uh-oh. Not knowing when to put me first. Not knowing when to put you first. Yes. Oh, have you experienced that a lot? Yes. Not a lot, because I don't yeah. tolerate it. I don't tolerate Ooh. it. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to give you a small example. Okay. If um, I'm calling you, mm -hmm. and you're not answering your phone, uh-huh, and... I might get a, a quick text. I'm out with my girls. I'll call you back later. Uh -huh. What the hell? Oh, that that makes you upset. You I, feel like why you can't pick your phone when you you with your girls? Mm. I mean, I understand. I'm not trying to take up all your time, but hey, baby, what's up? You, is, is everything all right? Yeah. Um, I keep so calling. I, I get what you're saying. So it's like when you're not doing something that that is is serious it's like right. like you're just hanging out just why hanging can't out you with your girls well, you can't talk you can't talk to your man yeah you know and that that's a sign of, to me i don't know maybe i'm wrong mm. but that's a sign to me of an immature woman yeah right. but do you have a bit of a trust thing was there somebody who did that where they were like saying they were out with the girls but they were really out doing something else no not to my knowledge no not to my knowledge but to my knowledge um, a woman who um, has a man and know how to keep a man, mm -hmm. 
she's going to answer the phone. Like, hey, what's up, baby? Because, <laughs> baby, you're so old school. <laughs> I mean, you know, because her man come first. Yeah. Hold on, girl. This is my man. Let me, tell, let me see what you want. Hey, what's up, baby? Yeah. I hear what you're saying. You know saying. what I mean? Yeah. It's a simple, small thing. Well, maybe five minutes of conversation. Yeah. And go back and hang with your girls. Yeah. You know, all it takes is a little recognition and a little acknowledgement. So, so, and as a Pisces man, a romantic Pisces man, that's a slight. Mm -hmm. So when you feel like you've been slighted that way and you, and you do feel like I didn't like that, how do you handle it? Um, first thing I do is I, I, I adjust the situation. Okay. Sweetheart, listen, if you're out with your girlfriends, I'm not trying to take up none of your time. Mm -hmm. You can do anything you want. Just answer the phone when I call you. Yeah. You don't know what I want. You don't know why I'm calling. Yeah. It may be serious. It may not be. But I feel, though, if I have to even say that much, yeah, it, it might be too late. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not being prioritized. Right, right. right. Ooh, yeah. that's, that's an interesting one, Right. And I'm at an age right now, <laughs> I'm at an age right now where it's, though, I'm not looking to, um, to teach or train. Yeah. No, I just want to be treated right. I get that. You know? I totally understand that. So I'm going to tell you now, Candace Hopper. <laughs> Every time you, you call. You're using my whole government. It's serious. I know. You, oh, I'm sorry. I know you, it's okay. I know you was gang gang. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, gang. baby. I'm sorry. You know, well, go ahead. What are you going to I'm going to let you know, Candace Hopper. Anytime you call me. Okay. Anytime. I'm picking up the phone. I'm acknowledging you. Yeah. Hey, baby. Is everything all right? And then I might say, I'm just out with the guys. I'm, I'll call you when I get to the house, or I'll call you, I'll call you back in a little bit. Yeah. Right. But I feel as though when, when you call me, you're expecting me to pick up the phone. Yes. So that's what I'm going to do. I appreciate that. Yep, I'd do the same for you, Joe Frank. I know you would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the only time I don't pick up the phone is when I'm with a hypnosis client. I know that. I know this. Right, or a coaching client. Mm -hmm. I know this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you have a third pet peeve? Yes, I do. Tell me. <laughs> my yes, third I do. pet peeve. Matter of fact, I do. Yeah. My, <laughs> my third pet peeve is a um, a female who who um, can't draw the line when it comes to flirting or being cordial with friends or whoever of mine. Mm, like right. like we'll be flirtatious with friends of yours. Right. Right. Have you had that yeah. happen before? Um, I'm sure I, I, I've 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 had it happen. Maybe once, yeah. Because there, there isn't a second time. Hmm. Yeah. But that's a deal breaker. You that's a like, deal breaker. We're done. That's a deal breaker. No, nope. and I'm, I won't even address it because that's, because by now that's who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not for me. Yeah. Yep. And with yeah, flirting and 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 not showing me the respect that that um I feel as though you were showing me just five seconds ago. Now my friends are around. You want to show out. Yeah. yeah so, so that makes me think that you you got your eye on one of my friends. You know, that makes me think of like when women are with a guy and he looks at another woman's butt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's that feeling yep. of like, like come uh, on. that's right. kind of icky. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I get that. Yep, it's all about respect, right? It's all about respect. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. And I think too, it's like you, there's, like I'm one of those people that I don't I don't get too steeped in like what's socially appropriate, mm -hmm. but there is something to be said for consideration and not doing what you wouldn't want done. Mm -hmm. Like I would hate it if if you and I were together and we're around my girlfriends and you're flirtatious with one of my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. I would hate that too. Yeah, and not even just the disrespect part of it, just the whole like. It just cheapens our relationship. It does. It does. It does. It does. It, that, that's a good word. Yeah. Cheapens. Because <laughs> right. it makes it seem like you'd be with any of us. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I actually had a girlfriend who she was engaged to a guy and she had this big party and it was a bunch of his friends and a bunch of her friends. And, you know, I came to the party and she was actually a coworker and her husband said something so inappropriate to me her you know her fiance at the time and it was flirtatious and i don't think he really meant to follow through with anything he just was being flirtatious and What'd inappropriate you say? What'd you say? just something about you know you know i like girls with whatever because her and i had something physically similar i don't want to say too much because you know the people know who i'm talking about but her and i had something physically similar and he was like you know i like girls that this and that you know and like gave me a wink or whatever and i was like oh man uh, don't do that 
And now they are married and everything, and they have kids. But it, it like, you know, in my eyes, it cheapened it. If she would have known that, you know, she probably wouldn't have felt good about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying. It's like it, it's not a good thing. No, not a good thing. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. Joe Frank, this has been amazing. Yeah, you're amazing. You're amazing too. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's out there. Get a room. <laughs> it's in the back. It's. A- <laughs> Don't tell our business. <laughs> so I feel like we should probably do do more podcasts together. I'm not going to lock you into having to do Ask for Candy every week, but you know, you and I talked about the possibility of a podcast project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see how people respond. Those of you who are out there listening, you know, check it out. See what you think. If you want to hear more of me and Joe Frank as we get to know each other mm-hmm. and get to grow in love and all of that good stuff. Right. Yeah. You, do you feel good about this? And sharing and, and being open and yeah, I do I do do you like it I was just sitting here thinking if I could make a career out of sitting across the table and looking at you oh. forever you would do it I would be a rich man let's do it let's make a career out of it that's a deal <laughs> that's yeah a and deal. I have a feeling that I haven't listened to the, our playback yet but I have a feeling that you have a quiet storm voice like a like a quiet storm radio voice oh really yeah I think okay. you probably sound good. Maybe so. I'm morning show and you're quiet storm, nighttime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Well, thank you, Joe Frank. I'm no. glad you were here, honey bunny. You got to be. On the show, you're fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right, my sweet loves. I'm so glad that you were able to tune in and to listen. You know, you got to subscribe so you know every time there's a new show, there's a new show every Saturday. Sign up for my newsletter. You can go to uh, com. Also, if you suffered a breakup in the last year or so, if you're in the midst of a relationship breakdown right now, if you're ready to go from heartbroken to wholehearted, and when I say ready, I mean you are at a seven to 10 out, you know, from zero to 10, you're at seven to 10, ready that you have to heal this, that you're ready to go to wholehearted. It's do or die alone. Please get in touch with me. I have a one-on-one program. It's called Heartbroken to Wholehearted. It's a combination of both coaching and hypnotherapy, and it's nine weeks of individualized love and attention and learning your way to healing the past, loving yourself unconditionally, starting your love life over from a clean slate. Not only that, I'm also doing a much more affordable group workshop in a platform called Clatch, a live workshop. And on February 7th, I am doing a group workshop called Heartbroken to Wholehearted, and I talk about the five steps and we're gonna do a little exercise around that of how you get through this breakup and how you turn a breakup into a breakthrough because all the people of the past, they were meant to grow you. They were meant to get you to a point where you could have love with somebody like my Joe Frank, so that you can feel healthy and have a great relationship. And just, you know, live in your purpose, live out loud. Anyway, you know you can hit me up at Candy Love Coach on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on CandiceHarperLoveCoach.com. Find me, hit me up, get a consultation. I love you. Until next time, never forget that you are a love machine. If you ever start to feel like you aren't getting the love you need, just make more and then ask for candy. I love you. Bye now.